tell you something, brother. Welcome to another explosive episode of Monday Night Horror, man. A, a cartoon that I what the fuck? Netflix home. What? Pardon the interruption. We're sorry. We're having trouble with your request. Fuck you, Netflix. Play my goddamn movie, you cocksucker. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't mind me. A little irritated about Netflix. So there was a cartoon that I watched when I was younger, and I don't remember the name of it. Okay. And it. But it wasn't like, wasn't like it was like Tom and Jerry. I think it was part of Looney Tunes. Now, okay. remember when we watched Looney Tunes when we were kids, that it wasn't like half an hour of Sylvester the Cat. It was like a Sylvester the Cat episode, a Bugs Bunny episode, and then like whatever else. Sometimes it would be like somebody else that's prominent, and some sometimes it would be somebody that's not so prominent. Do you okay. remember that? Yeah. So there was there was a short where there was like an 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 older maybe he's a magician, an older magician and he has like a young apprentice. It's a cartoon. Okay. And but like it was kind of like a yogi and uh the fuck was yogi bear's sidekick's name boo 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 it was kind of like a yogi bear and a boo boo situation where like the younger one kind of like had a little bit more awareness okay you know yeah and all i remember is this is the only part of any episode that i remember and God only knows why I remember this. So anybody out there that remembers this fucking part of these weird little episodes, he's the old man magician and his understudy on are on a magic carpet and they end up like evading the police or something. It's the very end of the episode. Okay. And they're going to like, I guess another magic show. And he says, like, oh, instead of that, wherever they were going to go, he said, we open in Hoboken. Okay. And I don't remember shit other, prior or after. Huh. I have no idea what it's from. I would, I would really have to Google it. But, yeah, he's like, we open in Hoboken. And for some odd reason, I feel like the old man kind of looks like Magoo. Like he's kind of got like a bowler derby and really squinty eyes. Yeah. I could be totally wrong, though. My Netflix is still being a cunt. Wow. Oh, oh hold on. Oh, you get it? Oh, yep. Yep. What's your uh, What's your end timer at? 121.44? 121.45. Wow. All right. So let me just play a little bit and pause. Oh, wait. No, you would have to play. Shit. I made that mistake last time. Oh, you fucked it all up. I fucked it all up. I'm going to, while you play that, I'm going to, we open. Pause. 121.43. A Boken cartoon. 
Let's see. I'm at 42, but I guess, you know what? I guess that's, that's good enough. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. I know you've been listening for the last five minutes, me talking about an old cartoon that I can't remember anything about other than we open in Hoboken. I will find that information out and I promise I will relay it to you, but I swear to absolute Christ, it was something along I swear to God, it was in in Looney Tunes. I really do. It could have been. Shut up, Michael. Um, But anyway, folks, thanks for coming back for part two of our 100th episode. Uh, It's funny that this episode that is like kind of landmark to us, I mean, 100 episodes, that's kind of fucking cool. Yeah. I think it's fucking cool. Mike thinks it's fucking cool. You should think it's fucking cool, too. If you don't think it's fucking cool, then you know what? Go fuck yourself. Turn off, right. turn, off the fu- turn off the fucking podcast right now, you cocksucker. We don't want your business. We probably do. Yeah, we need it. We need it. Tell your friends and your tell your mom to listen to it and like your aunt, you know, your the con- one that convoy. The one that gives you like mega blocks instead of Legos on Christmas. Oh. You know the ant that we're talking about. Ant mega blocks. Ant motel. Ant motel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So uh all joking aside, thank you very much, folks. Um it's been a little bit of a, a lengthy process to get this one hundredth episode done. Uh it seems that we've had a little bit more speed bumps in our way than usual. Yeah, every um, time we go to do this, something's not working. Oh, my God. We were supposed to be here at 8 o'clock. It's fucking 8.40 p.m. The so internet was out, the, and then yeah, we get we in should, here, and Mike's Netflix isn't working. Yes, and then I'm talking about Looney Tunes. It's it's a whole thing. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going on a cruise, and I'm leaving Sunday. So, hopefully, uh, you know, we'll give you a week to cool down a little bit because i know it gets hot and heavy around the hundredth episode you know you're probably all fanning yourselves you need extra water all those kind of things yeah we understand we understand hot and bothered hot and bothered so uh well let's jump into it uh let's crush this uh second part of the 100th episode so it's 100.2 yeah or part two whatever you want to say uh, we are watching, ladies and gentlemen, one of the greatest horror movies around. It has chilled me to the bone since I was a child. It chilled Mike to the bone as a fucking teenager or in college, right? Yep. As a young adult when he first saw it. And to this day, if I watch it and I'm not talking to somebody and making jokes and all of that dumb shit. If I am watching it legit sitting in my chair, eyes glued to the television, I promise I will have a hard time going to sleep that night. It is, it's gripping. It's awesome. It's awesome. And it is totally deserving of a 100th episode. Mm -hmm. um, Currently, it's uh, April 26th, 2022. The movie is streaming on Netflix. So please go, uh, you know, if you have Netflix or you got a friend's password, I shouldn't be saying that because I pay for my Netflix like a good American, as does Michael. I do, yeah. Yes. Well, that reminds so, me, I need your Paramount password. 
yeah, no problem. I'll get that to you. I'll text it to you. Um, but we don't share Netflix login. All right. No. That's the important thing because we're Americans, damn it. Yeah. Um, so fire up your Netflix or your DVD. If you're watching the version that you've never seen before, um, you might not line up with us on the mm-hmm. timing. Um, we're watching on Netflix. Mike owns this on DVD, the version that you've never seen before. I do not own this on DVD anymore. Um, so yeah, find it streaming, find the original. I'm assuming this is like a theatrical release. Probably. Yeah, most likely. Right. Uh, regardless, April 26th, 2022 streaming the exorcist, ladies and gentlemen, pause it if you need to, to get us all dialed in. Uh, I can't give you where we are, but I can tell you that we've got an hour and 21 minutes and 42, 43 seconds left. Yep. We're at 40 minutes, pretty much 40 minutes. Is that where we're at? 40 minutes? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're pretty. Oh, yeah. Yep. 40 minutes is the uh, the bed shaking scene. So yeah. we're, we're pretty much right there. So, yeah, dial yourself into 40 minutes in. Um, and, yeah. Join us for uh, part two, ladies and gentlemen. Mike, you want to count us in? Yep. I mean now, oh, like for oh, the, the exercise. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Three, two, one. <laughs> play. There we go. <laughs> Did you miss the play button? I didn't even think to hit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. So we're in the, the, what is this place called where all the priests live? The cloister? College. The, the college. The daycare center? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know where a priest lives. Neither do I. Yeah, where do they live? Priestland. Anyway, they're smoking and drinking because they're priests. Dirty, dirty priests. So who's the priest in the red? Uh, that's the one who was playing piano when Reagan pissed on the floor. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's, he's like Father uh, Karras's buddy. Father Piano Piss. <laughs> That's him, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that priest. I remember he baptized me. Yeah. It wasn't oh, pleasant. Now he's, oh, look, now he's about to take off this other priest's pants. He's like, let's get off these shoes. Yeah. Nothing he's, says. He's dressed, like, he's dressed like Nightmare Fetty. <laughs> he's got these he's, tight pants with these black loafers and no socks on he's dressed like nightmare Fre- fetty and he looks like uh brian cranston <laughs> he looks like a young brian cranston he gets oh look at that he's like oh oh look at that he's leaving he's not gonna molest the other priest all right all right all right now i'm interested in where this is going where are you going? What are you doing? All right, so I'm assuming this is Father Karras's dream? Yeah, seems like it. He sees his mother, who we found hey. out died. Hey, Ma! Hey, Ma! What the fuck are you doing, Ma? I just got off the subway. <laughs> I gotta get you, Ma. <laughs> Go back on the subway. Like, no, ma! For some odd reason, <laughs> when I see him running, all I 
think of is like uh, Rocky, the montage of like Rocky in the sweatsuit running through Philly and like up. Yeah, the he's he's even wearing like the same sweatsuit. Yeah, I know. He just wants to be fucking Balboa. All right. Then we saw Reagan at a doctor's office being restrained by doctors. Yes. And now we're back. And now we're we're back at a baptism with Father Karras. Yes. Who doesn't seem too thrilled? I think it's just a mass service. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're not. They're not dunking a child in water. All right. Now we're at a doctor's office, and we've got uh, Mrs. Reagan. Yeah. Not Nancy Reagan. Not to no, be confused no. with Nancy Reagan. <laughs> no, not her. And a typical doctor in the 70s, smoking. Yeah. <laughs> Before we knew the risks of lung cancer. <laughs> Gee, I don't know why they're coughing so much. <laughs> I love seeing stuff like that. It's great. So uh, Reagan's mother has taken her in to get her examined because of all her strange behavior lately. Yeah, because Reagan's a fucking nut job. Yeah, shaking her bed all over. Yeah, it wasn't anybody else. Reagan was throwing it around, fucking whore. (laughs) Blaming it on the devil like he had anything to do with this. Who do you think you are? This doctor thinks he knows everything about medical medicine and he's puffing away on a cigarette. Listen, I'm a doctor. You should know. I know everything about the health. (sighs) If I'm doing it, it can't be harmful. Exactly. I'm a doctor. You're a liar. That's what you are. All right. So we got Reagan wheeled into a... I don't even know what the... Uh, it's kind of like an operating room, but not really an OR. Yeah, I guess just like a... It's like an MRI room meets an operating room. Yeah. Right? Kind of. Are they doing like x-rays or something? I don't know. Let's see. I think it's it's more like an MRI, because aren't they like scanning her brain yeah i don't know what mris were like in the 70s probably a little like this maybe and they're like yeah let's get your top off you 13 year old yes hot <laughs> they just molest her in the hospital naturally i'm a doctor it's okay i know what i'm doing all right so we're going to we're going to check your shoulders <laughs> Good old iodine. Get out the giant needle. Yep, of course. While everybody watches. Anybody that's watching that wants to uh, be a part of this, let us know what they're actually doing to her here. Anyone with like a medical background or something? Well, I'm a doctor. (laughs) Yeah, I know. All right, doctor. 
what arpeggio are they playing right now? Uh. <laughs> oh, and now they're like, I don't know what that is. They they opened up her throat. Right. And they're they're draining blood. Now they so they're vampires. Her. Yeah, it, it's almost like they're doing a blood transfusion. Okay. Okay. But I don't think that's what they're doing. But it, it looks that way. <laughs> okay. And then like they have these machines on the side of her head, which like kind of makes me think that it's like an MRI. But I thought like old MRI scans were all enclosed. They're definitely scanning her brain. And I'm assuming oh. the the like tracheotomy yep. is to get the blood moving in her brain for these okay. pictures. I can't think of any other reason why they would have, you know, cut her yeah, throat. <laughs> Murder. Murder. Yeah, no, no, it's it's interesting. Uh, I'd like to know. I mean, obviously, this is 1973, so you know, medical advancements are you know vastly changing all the time. They've got these big clunky machines. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I would love to know what was actually happening because, uh, folks, listen, 100 episodes. You know that Mike and I don't do our research on this kind of shit. Oh no, no, we don't care. No. We just turned the movie on and we're like, what the fuck is this? The fuck is that? The fuck is a Zemo? (laughs) (laughs) Is she having spasms? Yes, but she's also vomiting up pea soup and blood. Yes, but she's also the devil. (laughs) She's also fucking herself with a crucifix. It's weird. (laughs) Do you have a medicine for that? Please, mother, make it stop. The doctor's like, what the fuck? He isn't even going to help. He just stands there and looks. (laughs) Yeah, fuck you, doctor. Backhands the doctor. And now this 13-year-old whore is demanding to be fornicated with. What kind of house does she grow up in? Yeah, it's all the parents' fault. It is, it is. The dad's not around, mom lets her do whatever she wants. Or mom has to pay the bills, so she whores her daughter out to dirty men on the street. Yeah, really. That's probably it. That's probably it. Mom's just a fucking pimp at this point. You're a horrible mother, Nancy Reagan. (laughs) I'm your boyfriend now, Nancy. (laughs) All right, so they sedated Reagan. She was talking in a strange voice and... Begging to be fucked. Yep. The the doctors are very nonchalant about everything. They're like, eh, I mean, it could be this, it could be that. You don't have much to worry about. I'm sure it's normal. 
Could be a little psychosis, maybe a little possession of the devil. Eh, she'll be fine by Thursday. Take two of these and call me in the morning. <laughs> Put the lime in the coconut and call me in the morning. It'll be fine. So I feel like oh, in the shit. extended version, there's more footage in the hospital of them doing tests. Yeah, I, but but wait, do they do they bring her back to the hospital? Uh, they do, but I feel like it's not after this point. Really? All right, all right. but may, maybe I, maybe no. I agree with you. I feel that I have seen. I have seen a version of this where there's more extensive hospital stuff. However, I thought maybe they brought her back. And there's like needles like going into her. Oh, here we go. Okay, so they're back back at the hospital. They put like more needles into like her head or her neck or something. Something. Let's just shoot some lasers into your brain and (laughs) without any painkillers and See what happens. Oh, you'll be fine. We're doctors. Do you keep any drugs in the house? (laughs) (laughs) We can't figure out what's wrong with her, so we're going to assume you're giving her drugs. Naturally, because she's pimping her out to people on the street. I said this already. Follow me, Michael. Will you? Please. I'm a doctor. Dr. Loomis. (laughs) Yeah, but Dr. Loomis, you're a psychiatrist, not a neurosurgeon. That it's doesn't the matter. Same thing. All right, then what are you going to prescribe her for this? Starzy. <laughs> I don't remember this scene. Oh, so uh, Mrs. Reagan gets home and there's a. Uh, Mrs. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> So there's Nancy a, Reagan gets home. There's a commotion outside, a bunch of police yeah. cars, and something's happened. But we don't know what that something is. Ooh, and her lights are flickering. Yeah. Now, the fuse in, is out. <laughs> in the version you've never seen, this is where you can see some of the like demon's face. Showing up oh, really? here and there, yep, when the lights are oh, flickering. Oh, that's cool. Do you know where it appears? Uh, no, just on the screen. Gotcha. But uh, this scene, too, you can see I something. Want, I definitely want to watch it again. I feel like I've seen that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like I owned it at one point. Oh, maybe you did. I probably did when we were in high school. And I was doing all that fucking movie burning. 
Oh, the early days of piracy. Not that I committed it. So she goes into she goes into Reagan's room. It's freezing. The window's open. Now, right here to the left of the door, in the version you've never seen, the outline of that statue appears in the dark right there. Oh, really? Yeah. So it, it oh, wasn't cool. in this one. All right. So Roman Polanski was here. <laughs> and he stayed with Reagan for a few minutes. And now there's a homeless man at the door. I suppose you heard. Heard what? I'm homeless. <laughs> Roman so Polanski. Roman Polanski. Oh, Roman Polanski's dead. Oh, now poor Sharon Tate. The widow. Would you have been a widow at this time? When did the Manson murders happen? Uh, before this. It did. They were in the 60s, right? Yeah. Right. Now you can see Reagan is uh, rather drawn looking, kind of worn out. They got bags, bags on eyes. Yeah, yeah. And they're asking her who's inside of her. I'll be right back, Mike. Give me 10 yep. seconds. Sure. Regale our guest, Michael. So they bring in a hypnotist to try and figure out what's going on inside Reagan's brain since all the fancy brain doctors can't seem to figure it out. And the hypnotist seems to believe there's somebody else living inside Reagan's brain. And he's telling the person in Reagan to come forward as a picture frame falls off the mantle. Okay, I'm back. All right. So the hypnotist just asked whoever's inside Reagan to come forward. I just peed in the slop sink. In the basement? Yes. The one in the boiler room? Yeah. Yeah. I always wash it before you come over, so it's nice and clean. But my favorite thing is to try to pee away the paint stains that I use, that are there from like washing out paintbrushes and stuff. Oh, yeah. I'll I'll I'll, I'll admit something to you. I've peed in there too. <laughs> <laughs> it's an all-in-one. <laughs> I mean, it's there. It's a drain. It leads outside. Whatever. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, Rocky Balboa is doing laps, and uh, Commissioner Gordon is watching him while he reads his paper in the most crooked bleachers I've ever seen. Yeah. <laughs> Warped and crooked bleachers. Jeez. All 
All right, so Commissioner Gordon is a detective. Of course he is. He's a commissioner. You look like a boxer. Exactly. You look like fucking Rocky Balboa. You look like a boxer. He's like, I want to give you a shot at the title. <laughs> you, got, you got gusto, kid. <laughs> I'm going to make you eat lightning and crap thunder. That sounds painful. On both ends. Fucking <laughs> Burgess Meredith. Oh, God, he was great. All right, so they're talking about Roman Polanski dying. Yes. What do you know? What do you know about witchcraft? You know, on the witching end, not so much on the crafting end. Oh, all right, because I thought you were going to ask me about my macrame. You know I'm a priest, right? (laughs) All right, so the detective is going over that he thinks that witchcraft is involved in the, the Reagan case. Yeah. So Roman Polanski's head was spun around backwards. Ooh. And uh, the detective doesn't believe it happened when he fell down the stairs outside of Reagan's room. Unnatural the way that it happened. Yeah. So the detective thinks that uh, Roman Polanski was murdered. I was going to say, he thinks it's a killer, somebody that has something against the church. Yeah, you tell him, Rocky. So he wants to know if uh, Father Karras knows who might have done the murders. And then the he's kind of, yep. And then he's kind of pressuring Father Karras, and he says that somebody in California was arrested for not telling the police what he knew about uh, one of the clients. Right. And Father Karras first he says, you know, doctor's ethics. I don't have to tell you. And then when yep. he brings, the detective brings up the other psychiatrist, Father Karras says, well, then I'll just say it was a matter of faith. So, you know, a priest, if somebody tells them something in confession, can't be held responsible for not going forward with it. Right.
Father Paranoia. I like, I like that line, Father Paranoia. So he tells him to go pick on the Dominicans. <laughs> go pick on the Dominicans. Get that tubular bells in the background there. Yep, tubular. <laughs> tubular bells. <laughs> what's uh what's our end time? Right now? No, 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 no. I I Oh, what are we watching to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can keep track. Uh ideally we should watch to uh an hour twenty. Okay. All right. If so we, we got another Okay. It's, the movie's long enough that we should watch it in 40 minute 40 minute pieces pieces yeah okay all right so so uh uh mother uh Nancy Reagan is now with a a room full of doctors the the doctors of the round table yes yeah trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with her child even though she knows full well that it's the fact that she's pimping her out to make ends meet because father is not at home. Right. She doesn't want an actual cure. She just knows that her daughter is going batshit crazy from forced sex labor. Terrible mother. <laughs> All right. So the doctors have given up and now they're saying maybe you should look into a religious <laughs> fix to this problem. Yeah. That's that's how you know that the doctors have really given up on you. Like, well, you know what? We're kind of out of answers. Maybe you should talk to God. Like, <laughs> All right. Wow. Thanks, bud. <laughs> Look, even Nancy Reagan's like, "What the fuck are you talking about? You crazy shit." <laughs> So the doctor brings up the possibility of possession, but only as like a trick of the mind. Yes, it's a power of suggestion that if if that's what you think is happening, that's what's going to happen. So Reagan has put herself in this state because she believes it. Right. Now, I'm a firm believer in power of suggestion uh, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly think that people can, quote unquote, be sick or feel ill because they they think so positively about it that it can negatively affect their body. Uh, I actually knew somebody that their period stopped and they started gaining weight and started having a belly they believed wholeheartedly that they were pregnant. And when they went to the doctor, they weren't. Huh. But was it you? No. It was it was actually my ex-sister-in-law who we went to school with, Mike. Okay. <laughs> she thought so firmly that she was pregnant that her body changed huh 
She started producing milk. She got a belly. She stopped having her period. All of this stuff. When she went to the doctor, they were like, you're not pregnant. And she was like, what? She never took a test. She was just that positive that it, that she was pregnant. So I definitely, I definitely do believe in the power of suggestion that it can really uh, alter certain things. So, uh, somebody put a crucifix in Reagan's room and Mrs. Reagan's trying to figure out who did it. It was May. I'm sorry. (laughs) She's asking the Nazi if it was him and he says no. While the detective is checking out the staircase that uh, Roman Polanski took a tumble down. Yeah, the detective is dying walking up the staircase. Look at that face. Yeah. (gasps) (gasps) Wow, this bitch walking around dressed like fucking Gilligan. (laughs) She got those those high waist pants, striped shirt. Yeah. All right. So Nancy Reagan still doesn't know who put the crucifix in her daughter's room. And now the detective's here and he's fondling her tea. (laughs) Fondling her titty? Tea! Oh. Maybe the fondling the titty was the version of the movie you have with all the devil faces. <laughs> Where else is that detective from? I feel like I know him, but maybe it's because I've only... Maybe I'm remembering him from seeing this movie previously in my life. Yeah, I've only seen him from this movie. I Okay, so that that's what it's got to be. I, I'm going to look it up, though. Regale our guest, Michael. So the detective has come in here and he's starting to suspect that Reagan might have been the one to throw Roman Polanski down the stairs. uh, Lieutenant William Kinder? Yeah. Let's see if I fucking know him. Okay, so I'm not even reading. I believe I know him from the original screenplay of 12 Angry Men with, uh, oh, my God, uh, uh, Henry Fonda. Oh, okay. So let me uh, let me just see if I get an IMDb here. There we go. Uh, filmography... Actor. All right, so The Exorcist, 1973. Yeah, that's that's who he... Well, Death of a Salesman. Okay. And then... Uh, Oh boy, maybe not. I don't. I don't know when uh, Twelve Angry Men came out. Nineteen fifty-seven. Twelve Angry Men. He's juror number three. Oh, okay. That's it. So that's 
that's where I know that fucking face. Wow. 40 fucking 1930, 57, 37. What did I say? Uh, 57. 57. So 15 years, roughly 16 years prior. But that's, that's where I know that face. That's a great, that's one of my favorite fucking movies. Yeah. I remember we acted it out in middle school. Miss Schoenlieber. I did it with Mr. Rainier. Okay. I did it with Schoenlieber. And that's who I got to, that's who I got to play. Oh, really? Yep who was so adamant that the kid was guilty and he deserved to be put to death and all of that stuff. Yep. And I remember Kenny Mallett played Henry Fonda's part. Huh. That's funny. I, I played the, the bad guy too. Did you really? Yeah. That's great. Yep. <laughs> In two different classes, you and I both played the, "Quote unquote villain of the yeah. of the movie screenplay, whatever you want to say." Yeah. Yep. Oh, look at her with her KitchenAid mixer in the background. Oh yeah, I didn't realize wow. those were around that long. Neither did I. I didn't know that. I believe a uh, KitchenAid broke off from Hobart. Actually, KitchenAid and Hobart only made a. Uh, commercial brand things and mm-hmm. then KitchenAid w- was like well we should really jump into the residential market and Hobart said no we should stick with like commercial kitchen appliances and this and that so KitchenAid broke off and they started making home appliances where Hobart stayed industrial slash commercial right I believe anybody out there want to correct me by all means have at it but I'm, I'm, I believe that that was right It's interesting that this is 1973, and that fucking KitchenAid-style mixer has not changed since then. No, I know. Like, here we are, what is 40 fucking years later? Over 40. And, it, and it's still near identical to a, a 1973. It's cool. Yeah. I like that kind of shit. Lock the door, Mrs. Reagan. McNeil, Mrs. McNeil. Right, McNeil. All right. So, do you, can you summarize what was just spoken about with them? Uh, I can't. He asked her for an autograph, um, and he just kind of was trying to imply that uh, Reagan might have had something to do with. Uh, Roman Polanski getting killed. Okay, gotcha. He, he asked uh, if anybody else was up in the room that night. Um, questions like that. He gotcha. was just trying to hint at the fact that Reagan might have had something to do with it. Okay. All right, so now we have a very, uh, mm, a pretty graphic scene. Yeah, Reagan is, uh, Molesting herself with the crucifix. So, so after the detective leaves, 
Mrs. McNeil hears noises upstairs. She runs upstairs. Reagan, her daughter, is fucking herself with a crucifix, which is hot as shit. Thank you. Um, She's bleeding all over the place. She begins slapping her mother around, tries to kill her mother with the armoire, and then turns her head around. This is Reagan, the 13-year-old girl, turns her head around and says, do you know what your cunting daughter did? And she says it in Roman Polanski's voice. Yes. Roman Polanski. With her head spun completely around. So she's insinuating that Reagan killed Roman Polanski. Yes. And the furniture in the room was moving by itself. Yep. She closes the door when people try to get in and barricades it with the chair and then tries to dump the armoire on her mother. Mm-hmm. And now uh, Mrs. McNeil's meeting with Father Karras. Father Karras. To try and get some information about how to possibly get an exorcism. How to pimp out your daughter for money. In the name of Christ. Is she like in, is she incognito? I think she's trying to hide the wounds on her face. Oh, okay. From getting the piss beat out of her by her daughter. Yeah. Okay. Nothing really to talk about here, folks. No, she's just kind of picking his brain. Then she asks about an exorcism, which really throws him off. (laughs) I didn't realize that my headset microphone was tilted up there. But you were able to hear me just fine, so. Yeah. Well... Shut up, Michael. (laughs) All right. And he tells her that exorcisms really don't happen anymore. Exorcisms were a thing of the past. He's insinuating. Yeah. That we've learned so much about neurological disorders that exorcisms don't really work anymore. It was, it's more, oh, this is, there's, there's a certain medical disorder that needs to be treated. Mm-hmm. So the church won't approve of an exorcism unless there's like incredibly solid proof. Right. I like I like her her reaction. She 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 plays it very well. Mm-hmm. 
I've seen every fucking psychiatrist and they tell me to see you. And now you're going to tell me to go back to see them. Why Jesus Christ, why won't somebody help me? So she brings father Karras back to the house. So he can see Reagan for himself. Yep. So he can meet with Reagan. And father Karras said at the beginning of the movie that he's begun to lose his faith. Correct. Which makes him feel like he's not really qualified to, be a priest anymore right like listen you don't want me to look at your fucking kid because i really don't believe in all of this junk anymore yeah and he walks in and reagan Reagan looks awful oh she's got cuts on her face and bruises she's tied to the bed she's got like a feeding tube up her nose her face is deformed yep yeah, like protruding forehead and I'm not Reagan. I'm not Stu. <laughs> I'm not Tommy. <laughs> and I'm the devil. Ooh, that's much too vulgar display of power. I wonder if that Pantera. line is what made Pantera choose that for the title of a of the album. Probably. I'm gonna look that up. Ooh, pause. Pause. Yeah. Oh, oh, we're at time. We're at time. We're at time. So All Father right. Karras is trying to talk Reagan into making a mistake because he doesn't What's... believe that she's possessed. What's your timestamp at towards the end? I'm forty-one forty-six. Just so we forty-one can let our... forty-nine. Okay, cool. Just so we can let everybody know. Yep. But go ahead, continue. I'm going to look up this Pantera thing. But yeah, that's where we're stopping. He's uh, he's trying to talk her into making a mistake because he doesn't believe she's really possessed, and he's going to see some things in here that might make him think otherwise. Yes. Um. And. That's exactly right. The title of the album is taken from a line in the 1973 film, The Exorcist. The title was used for, for the book, A Vulgar Display of Power, Courage, and Carnage, uh, which includes many Pantera song titles as chapter headings. But, yep. There you go. So, well, Pantera that takes used... us... Uh... Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say that takes us to the end of part two. Yes. And, and we'll be... Oh, Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, part three is where shit gets crazy. Um, Yes. Obviously, right here at the very end of part two, we are introduced to Reagan, full possession, tied to the bed. The bed is padded. Reagan's eyes have changed. Her her skin color, she's deformed. She's got scratches and cuts all over her face. She is full-on possessed. The devil is speaking through her. It's no longer Reagan. It is, oh, all hell is about to break loose. No pun intended. Yeah, come back for the main event and the finale of the 100th episode. When the superpowers collide. Oh, (laughs) Thank you, Ultimate Warrior. It was, it was mega powers and whole, and, warrior had nothing to do with them but anyway ladies and gentlemen uh that's part two it seemed to just 
fly by 40 minutes. Oh my God. Just seemed to zoom right on by. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie folks. Uh, so deserving of the 100th episode. Um, so uh, yeah, join us again. We will uh, definitely have this done by the end of the week. I am fucking hoping Michael, because I leave for a cruise on Sunday. So I won't be home for a fucking week. We will. So uh, yes, we will uh, make sure that we get this done for you guys. Uh, again, thank you, thank you, thank you a million times over. Thank you so much for joining us. If you are joining us, if you're not joining us, you don't know that I'm shit-talking you, but you're an absolute douchebag for not listening. Um, but if you heard me call out those cocksuckers for being douchebags, you know what? You're not a douchebag because here you are and you're listening. And we love you and we thank you and we hope that you guys come back for part three. This is when it's it's going to get real. Um, and it's going to be the exorcist that makes people want to fucking throw up and be dragged out of the theaters by paramedics because it was so visceral when it came out in 1973. Ladies and gentlemen, remember, this came out a year before Texas Chainsaw Massacre. There is not much in the in the way of 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 uh, terrifying horror that I can recall in the early seventies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Black Christmas was what? 74. Yeah. Right. Black Christmas was 74. Mm -hmm. Um, What, what about peeping Tom, which isn't even visceral horror. Peeping Tom was 1960. That's Mm -hmm. a wow. Yeah. Holy crap. Um, Which is what psycho was 1960. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I definitely think that the early 70s are, are what really brought on the uh, the onslaught of, of pure horror and terror. They really pushed the uh, pushed the limits with with what people were, I guess you could say, OK with seeing mm-hmm. um, people yeah. were not OK with seeing this. no which is great. So, uh, you know, come back for part three so you can be, uh, so your stomach can be churned and you can be unnerved with us. We would love to have you. Yeah. We'll see you there. Yes. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Be sure to catch us next week. Same horror time.